Welcome to the Do Divorce Right podcast. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and I'm here to help you transition through your divorce with ease and integrity, to not only survive the challenges of your divorce, but to thrive as you come out the other side of it with a much better life than you ever hoped possible. On this show, we talk about many different aspects of divorce, interview women who have their own incredible divorce stories, or those who can offer some great advice as you go through yours. The focus here is to help you find the strength and support to help you feel lighter, happier, more positive, and in a better frame of mind to face the inevitable challenges of your current journey. Welcome back to the Do Divorce Right podcast. This is episode 47. And today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what to do if your divorce has been stalled or your division of assets has been stalled because of economic pressure. Um, given the landscape at the moment with rising interest rates and plummeting house prices in some markets, it really has created this uh, perfect storm where people can't progress. Um, you know, you can't sell the home yet or you've got assets that are valued less than they were previously, so you're having to hold on to them. So I just thought maybe let's let's talk through a little bit about that, like what can you do because it's not going to end immediately and you don't get to make that choice right now. So how can I help you through that? I have four pieces of advice for you around this, you know, keeping in mind that you're going to be holding on to the, the I want to say assets, but actually it's like, you know, you're stuck in holding on to this marriage, this relationship. You can't make the progress for what is likely to be a couple of years. So how do you stay sane? How do you navigate this now knowing that there doesn't look to be an end in sight anytime, you know, in the near future? And it's hard. I get it. 100%. I get it. So... If you're in that situation, if you're in a situation where you really need to stay connected with your ex because of assets that can't be sold right now, or if you feel as though you have limited visibility on assets and finances, and it looks like that's going to be the case for the next few years, if you're feeling a little bit out of control and potentially worried about the future because you don't know what your finances are going to look like when this um, becomes detangled, then this episode's for you and I hope that there is some help in here. Just to caveat, I am not a financial advisor, not by any means. I have the wonderful Jackie Clark. Um, I have two episodes on the podcast recently. Um, I thoroughly recommend picking up her book, Stop Worrying About Money. But I am not a financial advisor. I am just trying to provide you with some support if you are going through this right now. Okay, so kicking off, the first of the four pieces of advice is that you really do need to do everything you can, everything within your power to remain as amicable as possible with your ex for a really long time. That means um, you're going to have to bite your tongue when you would like to not have to. It's going to mean that you can't take things too personally when he behaves like a crazy person, and that is going to happen. Um, it means that you are going to have to forgive 
behaviors that you wish you didn't have to. It means you're going to have to put some of your judgment down and some of your hurt and pain down. You're going to have to be as emotionally resilient as you possibly can and the very best version of yourself to not react as much as your internal um, desires might want to. You're going to have to respond, not react. Okay, work really hard on this. You have got years now of dealing with this person. It's not going to be as simple as, okay, we've made a decision, we're done, we can move on with our lives. You're going to be in this for a while. So number one, do everything you can to remain amicable. The last thing anyone needs is for the conflict to raise um, over this over this period and for it to end up in court where somebody else is making decisions about your assets and your finances and your family instead of you being able to do it together. Okay, so really work on that. Seek help from a divorce coach. Seek help from friends. Seek help, like learn your triggers and learn your techniques that are going to calm you down when you really want to react, right? Your goal here is to respond, not not react. Work on being amicable. Please, 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 please. My second piece of advice is that I thoroughly recommend you stay connected to the professionals that are attached to those assets. If those assets are still in your name, then you have absolutely every right to be having conversations with the professionals around that. For example, speaking to the accountants, speaking to the bank, speaking to your advisors. I want you to actively ask questions. Now is a fantastic time to learn anything you didn't know before and empower yourself with knowledge. Um, There are so many fabulous free resources available, excuse me, for you to learn languages, um, you know, financial languages that might feel foreign to you. Really get to know, get to know the numbers, really ask lots of questions. Um, For example, if you're calling an advisor and uh, you understand that there's a a portfolio, an asset portfolio, and at the moment it's a terrible time to sell because, um, because of the economic downturn, because the valuation is too low, ask questions about that then. Ask what you need to know. Like, tell me what is in the asset pool what is the difference between a bond and an um an etf what is um the risk profile of the investments what would it mean for us to make any changes to that right now um what are the fees involved understand as much as you can just take this opportunity to learn because presumably half or a portion of these assets will be written into your name alone sometime in the near future. Mm -hmm. So take the chance now to get that legal advice, get that professional advice, um, and you'll be better empowered to be able to invest well when it is just your own. Okay, so ask lots of questions. Ask um, what would they recommend? Um, What... Is there expectation of the downturn cycle and when this comes out? Is it possible to revisit fees, really understand how those fees are um, 
you know, where do they come into it? Who Who is earning money off those fees? Because again, you might be stuck with the advisor that you have now for these assets, but you might learn actually that the fees are quite unreasonable. And as soon as you can take your money out, out of that pool, you're going to go and put them somewhere else with fees that are more realistic or reasonable. Now's a great time to discover all of that information. You might not be able to make any choices or decisions with it, but you'll have to be empowered with the information. So um, in saying that, so in saying this is still in point two in, in staying connected with the professionals, I'm going to bring that back to point one around doing everything that you can to remain amicable. So keep that conversation, keep those conversations really open with your ex. Perhaps you can have some of those conversations together, ask questions openly together, allow him or her to um, to see that you're inquiring. It's um, They're not aggressive, right? So just remember to be keeping things amicable. You're not asking questions to reduce somebody's authority. You're just empowering you and the other person potentially with more and more information. So go for it. The third uh, piece of advice is for you to keep detailed records. This is something that um, just kind of didn't occur to me until way too late in life, that we should have a track of our our um, assets and our finances and their fluctuating valuations. So I want you to have a track of those balances at least quarterly, ideally bi-monthly. Just check in. Again, you can reach out to the professionals. Hopefully you've got some online access so you can have a look. If it's property, the valuations probably don't fluctuate a lot, but there are free valuations online for you to just check it. What's going on in the market? What's moving? Looking at how the interest rates are changing as well. Um, I thoroughly recommend that you put an appointment in your diary to um, keep detailed records of what you're seeing. It also allows you to see the trajectory over time, right? The valuation over time, it might give you a better idea of finally we're in a better place or we're getting closer to a better place to be able to make decisions to do the division. You've empowered yourself with information. You're keeping track of the valuations. You can then start having those conversations about I'm ready. It's time Um, rather than waiting for somebody else to tell you when it's time. Um, I thoroughly recommend to keeping a track. This is a little bit more woo-woo, a little bit more um, about energy than about the numbers and the money itself. I thoroughly recommend that you keep a track of any additional value that comes your way. And I do this on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. I keep a track of any kind of free stuff. So in paying attention to that, it's, you know, I found $10 in my jeans pocket that will go onto my valuation tracker or my cash tracker. There's two line items here. One is actual money. So when you get actual money coming into your bank account and the other is um, value, any additional value that might come your way. So if I've found money that makes it onto the money tracker, if I've earned additional income, won a new project, taken on board a new client, um, had some uh, refund paid into my bank account or 
you know, a girlfriend has paid me for her share of dinner, whatever. I'm keeping track of all this money coming in and I'm keeping track of any additional value. So um, a girlfriend recently recommended we do a house swap for a long weekend. Brilliant. I just got a free weekend away. That goes into my value column. Um in doing this, in keeping a track of money coming in and additional value, anything of value. So somebody left me a book recently as a gift that goes into my value column. Um, you know, if somebody's bought you a cup of coffee, goes in the value column. In paying attention to this, um, it's almost encouraging the universe to keep bringing the good stuff in. And I'm I get that that's woo, but I'm a big fan of manifestation and in paying attention and saying thank you for for when good energy comes my way. I'm, I'm super duper grateful and I feel that if I'm paying attention to the good stuff, more good stuff wants to come to me because they know where they get the attention. <laughs> All right, I've gone off piece a little bit. All right, my fourth piece of advice then is I want you to focus on what you can actually impact and influence. As I said earlier, this could be a really long, drawn-out process. It could take a couple of years before you're going to be able to sell the assets and divide and move on cleanly and, you know, reinvest and start your financial freedom, your financial life without um, tie to your marriage. It could be a really long time. Um, so there's no point in focusing on what you can't control. There's no point in focusing on the global economic indicators because you can't actually impact those. It is going to have to play out over time. Have you heard the expression that we overestimate what we can achieve in one year and underestimate what we can achieve in 10? You know, we start... Uh, January 1 every year and we write a list of here's what I'm going to achieve in the year, you know, 2023. Um, I'm going to, you know, achieve all of these incredible things. And often we don't tick off our entire goals for the year. But if we reflect on a 10-year period, we've typically achieved some gigantic things, right? We've had children, we've had international holidays, we've taken promotions, we've started businesses, we've had love affairs, we've, you know, whatever, adventures and puppies and all kinds of fabulous things. In 10 years, so much can happen. So if we were to focus then on the global economic crisis or the, the things that we can't influence, we're paying attention to the um, the handbrakes and the we're paying attention to what's stopping us from getting where we want to go, uh, which is essentially the freedom from your your ex and having your financial freedom and your assets divided. You can't impact global indicators, so let's not worry too much about them. Pay attention and track what you need to track in terms of values and interest rates, but don't spend too much time worrying about it and and thinking about it just collect the facts get out um you can't influence housing prices right? so let's not spend the next three years worried about is the housing price up is it down is it up is it down collect the facts put them in your tracker stop thinking about it you can't control whether your ex is going to accept a reasonable offer of splitting the assets 
you know, so that again, collect the information, decide when you're in a good place, do what you can to have a conversation that is reasonable and put it on the table, but don't obsess about it and spend too much time wasting about it. What you can focus on though, is your attitude, right? Your attitude, which is, this is a long game. I'm not going to spend every day for the next two or three years while this plays out, worrying about this or stressing about it because then I'm going to lose my next three years in this ugly, stressy energy. No, thank you. I can affect my attitude. So I'm going to choose to be happy. I'm going to choose to have a growth mindset. I can choose to not allow my circumstances around this to dictate how I value myself how I uh, spend time, how I find joy or choose to continue to find joy every day, every week, etc. Um, so I really do want you to focus on what you can impact and influence and not spend too much time worrying or obsessing about those things that are completely outside of your control because they make you feel powerless. There's um, my first podcast episode, it's either episode zero or episode one, is about the circle of control and circle of influence. If this is an area you're really struggling with, please go to that episode and have a listen um, to how you can reposition what you're worrying about so that you can feel a little bit more in control. I also have a free download um, with some powerful ways that you can rise above even when you're wanting to be triggered like or when you're wanting to react and you're feeling triggered by your ex so go to do divorceright.com forward slash rise above to download that um, pdf with just five really super simple but super powerful techniques to rise above when you really just want to punch them in the face um i also recommend you look back at excuse me, podcast episode number 34, some some suggestions on what to do if you're feeling overwhelmed. Uh, episode 45 was a lovely conversation with Sharon Keogh around how do you protect your energy and some different techniques to make sure that you are not being dragged into that stress and concern and worry. Um, and then finally, there's a podcast episode 21 which is some really powerful resilience strategies so again finding those techniques that work for you to make sure back to number one you can keep things as amicable as possible to play this long game i hate the expression it's not a sprint it's a marathon because marathons are just hard work right i only run the kind of races where you can eat jelly beans and have a glass of beer so eat your jelly beans have a glass of beer if you need to but make sure you do prioritize on collecting the information empowering yourself with the details of that um, focusing on what you can impact and influence and above all maintaining as much sanity as you can to keep things as amicable as you can Good luck. I hope that this is providing some support and some empathy for the next stage. You know, as you go through this, it could be a long ride. I'll be around. Reach out to help for help if you'd like some. Take care. Thanks for listening. I hope you took something of value out of this episode. I'm your host, Becca Maxwell, and you can find me on the web at dodivorceright.com 
or on Instagram at do divorce right. I look forward to connecting with you there.